You're listening to Very Loose Women. Now it's time for Normal Crisp, Funny Crisp. Normal Crisps, Sour Cream and Chive Pringles, Funny Crisps, Darling Spuds, Sun-Ripened Tomato, Green Olive and Oregano Flavour. Normal Crisp, Walker's Cheese and Onion, Funny Crisp, Monster Munch, Vanilla Ice Cream Flavour. Normal Crisp, Real McCoy's, Salted Flavour. Funny Crisp, Walker's Sensations, Char-Grilled Steak and Chimichurri. Normal Crisp, Pickled Onion. Funny Crisp, Pringles, Creaming Dill Pickle Extra. Normal Crisp, Morrison's own brand salt and vinegar. Funny Crisp, Winter Berries and Prosecco with Fizz and Sparkle by M&S. Normal Crisp, Cheese and Onion, Funny Crisp, Golden Wonders, Spicy Bikers. Normal Crisp, Walker's Roast Chicken. Funny Crisp, Tyrrell's Worcester Sauce and Sun-Dried Tomato. Normal Crisp, Walker's Salt and Vinegar. Funny Crisp, Lay's Numb and Spicy Hot Pot Flavour. Normal Crisp, Pringles Original. Funny Crisp, Boots Shapers, Teriyaki Hummus. Good <laughs> evening, listeners. <laughs> you are tuned into Very Loose Women, live on Resonance 104.4 FM. Or you're having a listen on our podcast. I'm Soila. I'm very happy to be joined in the studio by Leo, Flory, Nikki and Lauren. Hi. Um, Leo, can you explain the intro? (laughs) (laughs) Can I? Um, Basically, Emma, who um, many older listeners will know, uh, created the show with me and um, she now lives in Glasgow and she presented this work. It's actually four minutes um, at a radio event. Um, called uh, In the Dark and um, yeah it's called um, Normal Crisp Funny Crisp It's about crisps It is about crisps <laughs> yeah I thought it would be a good intro for this show because a lot of crisps are vegan and we're doing today's show on veganism We are yeah. and um, don't you have a celebration and or frustration about crisps? I do it's I guess a bit of both so I don't know if you remember listeners but a few weeks ago my resolution was to not eat crisps this year um, because I really, I'm. it's not um, like a, a, a sort of weight conscious thing or um, anything in that vein. It's just because of the salt and fat content, which I know is incredibly unhealthy for me. I'm celiac and I don't sort of have easy access to carbs and I really love crisps. So Basically, I have like two, three packets a day. Like today, I had a pack of Doritos and a pack of Pop Chips. It's really bad. Like I have a real addiction and it's a problem. (laughs) Um, And I went 22 days, I think, without having any crisps. And then Flory, who I 100% blame for all of this, had couldn't finish her packet of crisps. I don't know who can't finish their packet. It was (laughs) such a big bag. Never stop me. (laughs) I finished a packet of crisps. I was like, I'm not going to let crisps go to waste. And then it was all over. The next day, prawn cocktail, and then we're off. I just started buying bigger and bigger bags. Off the bandwagon. And now I'm, yeah, now I'm just Feeding a bag your of crisps. Addiction. Yeah. <laughs> well, my um, celebration slash frustration is also food related. 
and it concerns a search for tahini. And tahini is like a sesame paste, sesame seed mix. And I was like, I want to make my own hummus because we've got loads of chickpeas and in order to make hummus, you need tahini. And I was like, okay, well, let me go to the supermarket. And it took over a period of like three weeks and eight different supermarkets. And I couldn't find the tahini. And I was getting so frustrated. And I'm like, I know I've seen tahini. I know it exists. And then it got to the point where I was out food shopping with my dad. And I was like, where's the tahini? And we're searching. And then he was like, I'm sick of this. And I was like, oh, excuse me. Can you, where's, where's the tahini? And this guy was literally like, oh, I'm going to pull it from the shelf right in front of you. Here is the tahini. I like that your assumption wasn't, I can't find it in the supermarket, but tahini doesn't exist as a concept. <laughs> it does. I was like, I know I've seen tahini, but yeah. But yeah. Um, I know it does. I know it exists. I know they have tahini. Where's the, why are they hiding? Is it a conspiracy? Probably. But, yeah. yeah. It's a, yeah. They don't want you to make your own hummus because they want to make all the money off you from their expensive pre-made hummus. No. This is what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> Hemispiracy. <laughs> nice, well done. Um, Nikki? Um, yeah, my is a celebration and it's related to my sewing machine, which I was talking about in a previous episode, mm. that my sewing machine broke. And um, actually, it turns out it wasn't really broken at all. Um, and my mum came to stay at my house, which is another celebration within a celebration because <laughs> I love my mum. But she just basically just looked at it and it, and it fixed itself. She just gave it a Magic. little. She just touched, touched it, and and it was like it pinged back to life. So I'm really happy about that. You can sew again. Yeah. Well, I won't, but I oh, can. Okay. <laughs> and maybe I will. In in a few months, I'll get around to it. Flory. I um. I feel like all of my celebrations are always about going out, and I think I think I feel like they. Are. I know, but it's not. I'm painting a, an unrealistic picture, but. I am celebrating because it's the end of <laughs> January. So, yeah, I've got a fun weekend ahead. <laughs> You're going to just completely drink. I'm having people for over month. for dinner and then on Friday and then I'm probably going to go out, going to go to the pub, going to go dancing, going to the pub on Saturday. Yeah. Do you have a drink of choice? Beer. Beer. Nice. Good but also gin and vodka tequila as well i like a lot. <laughs> all, all of them all of yeah. the drinks also i've just got back into having a glass of red wine as well so well not over january though no 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 <laughs> over christmas yeah okay um wonderful guest lauren hi so my celebration slash frustration for the week is belgium the country okay um so i went there over the weekend with some of my best friends and celebration because it was so much fun but a frustration because Belgium is, sorry to any Belgian listeners, maybe one of the worst countries I've ever been to. Why? I lived there for a year. <laughs> it rains 300 it days a year. Yeah, that's very and true. And it's so grey. It's are, so grey. And there are just rubbish dumps. Every, like next to the European Parliament, there's a rubbish dump. <laughs> it's in a metaphor, but it's just... I just it was is it a, a very, metaphor for Brexit? For Brexit. Um, it was just a very beguiling... Place. You're talking about Brussels as well. I lived in yeah. the provincial town of Liège, Ooh, <laughs> which is like, I? it's even more grey. I actually loved living, like once you get into living in Belgium, it's actually okay because there were, what was a real perk for me was loads of quite mini famous bands like the Brunettes who we mentioned yeah. on the last show would come through 
And like Beach House, very early days Beach House, Victoria Grand bought me a drink and gave me a hug, which Ooh. is more what I would expect from any concert. It was absolutely incredible. One okay. of the best moments of my life, I'd Maybe say. Maybe I should give Belgium another chance. Yeah. Not for a while, though. Not or, while. or just Beach House. Just go to Baltimore, <laughs> yeah. you know, cut a few corners. Well, from, uh, from grey to green... Nice, nice. <laughs> Amazing. Not, not scripted. Um, we're talking about veganism, um, which, in case you're not sure, is a diet and lifestyle that is completely without animal products. So, of course, food that has no meat or cosmetic products that aren't tested on animals. There's lots of different ways of being vegan, but I think the essentials are no animals. And we're also at the end of January, which is dubbed as Veganuary, and that encourages more people to try veganism and hopefully stay vegan or at least incorporate lots of vegan things in their new lifestyle. Um, Lauren and Nikki, you have been vegan for, for a little while. Um, what do you... How's that journey been for you? Um, yeah, uh, so <laughs> I went vegan about, about five years ago when I was at uni. Um, originally... I went, I went from vegetarian to vegan for environmental reasons um, because of the fact that the meat industry is really destructive um, mm. for the planet um, and I've kind of, um, I guess, changed my thinking a little bit along the way. Um, I'm kind of more of a va vegan now. I'm a little bit flexible. A vegan. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> it's, it's an official term. Okay. Um, actually, is it? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I guess through being more and more involved quite heavily in, like, um, environmental activism and things like this, I've come to be of the opinion that um, anything that kind of... Um, any solutions to the environmental crisis that put the responsibility with individual consumers are, are quite flawed because mm. obviously these problems are, are deeply political and deeply systemic and sometimes ethical consumerism can, can serve to preserve the systems that we have rather yeah. than challenge them. Mm. Um, so I, I'm not denying that the meat industry has a really, really destructive um, kind of effect on the planet, but our entire food system is broken. Mm. It's not just meat, it's everything. So I guess... Um, now, if somebody asked me why I was vegan, I would more um, talk about the fact that I guess it comes from the idea that I just don't like... I'm fundamentally uncomfortable with the way that we see non-human animals as, like, just a resource for us to mm. infinitely chew think, on. Yeah, but lots yeah. of people say, and I say this, I was vegetarian for the environment and vegan for the animals. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lauren? Yeah. I kind of had a similar journey where when I was 15 I became vegetarian and then I yo-yoed for quite a while as pescatarian and then I ate meat again and back to being vegetarian and I finally became vegan a year ago and when I started it was mainly for environmental reasons ethical reasons also vanity because my friends and I read this book by these supermodels who were like we're vegan and we're beautiful <laughs> <laughs> and as a 15 year old I was like yeah yeah that's your answer um but now I still believe all those reasons maybe not beauty one as much but it's more I don't see animal products as being food mm. and I'm kind of on the opinion that just because something is edible doesn't mean it's actually food and if someone put a piece of meat on my plate I think when I started moving away from moving towards a plant-based diet I kind of saw it as a thing that I couldn't eat 
whereas now I see it as a thing that I would never eat because I don't associate it as being a food. That's really interesting. Mm. Like a food group. I've got the same thing with celiac. I mean, not with celiac. Obviously, wouldn't eat myself. Um, <laughs> with, with, with wheat. Um, if, like, someone puts some bread on my... P- on my plate or something, I don't see it as food because it doesn't. It doesn't make me hungry because I know I can't eat it. It's yeah. really like quick association. Hmm. We have a, a clip by um, a short clip from another long-term vegan, which um, we'll also play very quickly, and then we'll get back to the discussion. It's by the creator of the the crisp oh, montage. Yes. <laughs> Why I went vegan? I probably I think I went vegan about six years ago, maybe. And one of the reasons I went vegan, I guess, is it was mainly like an animal welfare thing and like not wanting to contribute to animal suffering. And I think like I'd been vegetarian for a long time by that point, maybe like 10 years-ish. So yeah, I looked into a few things and realized that I couldn't, in good conscience, uh, consume animal products. I think it's fine. I think it's, it's not actually that difficult. Um, I maybe don't have the best diet, but that's like my fault and my like, laziness. But yeah, I think especially now it's like super easy to even get like ready meals and stuff. It doesn't seem like it's particularly more expensive than eating meat. Uh, there's loads of like high street like shops and like chains and things that sell vegan food now. So I think it's actually reasonably easy. I think also something that's improved a lot is vegan cheese because it used to be disgusting, like like putrid, and now it's actually passable. So yeah, I think it's actually not that difficult to do. I, I see that it's very popular and there's loads of like accidentally vegan foods and yeah, it's not so difficult. Yeah, Leo and Flory, you aren't vegan. No, I'm vegetarian. What, what are I your mean, thoughts on it though? Um, I mean, I think it's something that I would like and I actually taunt my girlfriend a lot that I'm going to go vegan and she's like, no, I'm leaving you if you do that. Obviously it's a joke, but um, <laughs> hilarious joke of us breaking up. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I I think that I would like in principle, it would make the most sense. Um, I'm celiac. I, I'm like, I don't know, I get easily tired. I need to eat mm. like quite a lot of food to keep myself going. And um, uh, yeah, without like, I've already cut out like wheat. I mean, I haven't cut it out. I was told to by doctors when I was 13. Um, but yeah, going vegetarian took me like longer than I think it should have. I went vegetarian in 2015. Mm. Um, whereas like I've kind of been on board with the principles since I was about, I don't know, like 23, mm. like thought it through and everything. But uh, yeah, and he took that leap really, really late because someone sat on a turtle. It's the stupidest story, but <laughs> it's, it's in our like vegetarian episodes. I won't repeat it. You should go listen to our archive, www.acast.com. Nice um, it's right. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think I'd like to. And then the other thing is just that like dairy makes me so happy. Like I know, I know that the destruction of the planet and of cows doesn't you know when i think about it a cow being unhappy obviously i'm not like yay Mm. but uh but milk makes me super happy um and almond milk and soy milk do not make me happy taste wise chocolate makes me super happy nutella makes me i know that's got palm oil so it's even worse um yeah you're french so i feel like nutella's a a pass yeah, it's actually it's not a French company, oh. but yeah, it's oh. kind of a French. Oh no! <laughs> Shut down. Uh, it's a French staple. Let's say it's European. Okay. You know, okay. over in England, we just see the continent as a different country now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was brought up veggie, and I don't eat. I don't eat a lot of. I don't drink milk. I don't eat yogurt. I eat a bit of cheese. I eat a bit of eggs. Um, 
Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely I have a bit of a weird and complicated diet. So, um, so I eat I kind of eat it on and off. When I'm not being strict, I'll eat a bit of bit of cheese because it's fucking tasty. Oh, that's another thing um, that I just love cheese. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm definitely pro vegan. Um, all the research obviously shows that it's much better for the planet. It's obviously better for the nice animals. Um, and it's also better for things like uh, antimicrobial resistance and antibiotic resistance. Obviously, if we didn't like pump loads of antibiotics into um, animals for, for farming, dairy and stuff like that, we wouldn't be having mm. problems we're having now. Um, but there's also a little bit of hip- hypocrisy in the industry, I think, which um, you can kind of be blinded by if you're seduced by like veganism as a lifestyle. Mm. Um, like things like almond milk, for example, are just incredibly damaging for the environment. Um, I, I read that it takes over 6,000 litres of water to produce a litre of almond milk, which is obviously, like, quite shocking. Yeah. So, but then if you compare that to how much water it takes to feed a cow... Oh, yeah, of course, but, like, obviously comparably, no. not good, but, I mean, you know, if you're doing it for environmental reasons, like, probably don't drink almond milk as well, because, yeah. you know, they're not good. Um, and also just some of the... Yeah, some of the stuff that's kind of, like, put in... I mean, it's also much better now, as Emma was saying earlier but like some of the shit that's put into like vegan cheese and like stuff like that is just really like gross and bad for you and yeah quite bad as have um have we had any challenges i think for me is like a a one month proper vegan um i think the challenges i've found are finding nice food and then also not feeling hypocritical about you know if i make a i went vegan for a moral reason and as uh, someone who's very conscious of the environment, I don't want to then have vegan food, which is all wrapped in plastic, for example. Mm. And um, like with, I mean, I don't drink a lot of milk anyway. Um, but but yeah, I did read that about how much water it takes to, to make these different kind of um, milk substitutes and, and soya and tofu. Mm. And you have to get the, the right soya um and not the you know yeah it complicates the whole thing a little bit yeah, more doesn't it yeah. people which is why it's probably like still seems like a massive mountain that a lot of people can't climb i think that's why it's a good thing to like be flexible around it because mm. at the end of the day like our entire food system is based it's extremely exploitative in every way mm. and whatever you do there's no way if you're living in this country that you can have a perfectly ethical environmentally friendly that's diet that's just impossible so I feel like it's better to just take it on a case-by-case basis mm, and try and do the best that you can. I think when people are, like, too kind of militant about it, it actually sometimes has the opposite effect because it seems, like you say, it seems so impossible. Mm. I also think that I just want to reiterate, like, the point you made earlier about not individualising these massive environment-like responsibilities that we, that, like, we as a world have to the, yeah. have to the you know... <laughs> The universe or the world or <laughs> the planet do you know what i mean like yeah, it's, yeah. it's just crazy like the amount of the destruction that's happening to the planet is happening because of like a handful of actually uh, a small handful of massive corporations do the majority of the damage to the planet so yeah i think being seduced by it being this lifestyle where you're gonna you know you cannot worry about having your heating mm. on full whack constantly because you're eating vegan cheese it's just bollocks like yeah, absolutely. But, like and just not worry about having to like or having to protest or having to lobby your mp yeah. or having to engage in protest and kind of I don't know, those are still... It doesn't negate those yeah. things, basically. Would you say that veganism is a trend? I think that 
I actually don't think it's a trend. I think it's something that's become popularised and as people have learnt more about it, there's been a shift towards people unlearning to see food that has been in the national psyche as very, very integral to your diet, so like meat and two veg. People have learnt to unsee that and there has been a cultural move away from it, but I don't think it's a trend in the sense that it's just fleeting or temporary. I think it's something that will like dictate food patterns for decades to come. Mm. My my partner is uh, a meat eater, but she says that since being with me because I'm vegetarian, she's uh, eaten less meat and she stopped seeing exactly what you say. Yeah. She stopped seeing meat as like a main part of a meal. Like a meal exists without the meat now for her, which is already, again, with the flexibility, it's just so important. If I decreased a little bit, my milk consumption would make such a big impact, you know, as opposed to like, you know, putting loads mm. of milk in my tea. I could put like a little bit and get used to that. I tried that with sugar and it doesn't work. <laughs> I think for for people who are looking to make those healthier, more pro-environment, you know, less animal cruelty changes to their, not just their diet, but their lifestyles, um, I think it's important to do it slowly um, and then start to incorporate very slowly and gradually. Um, so making those substitutes and... Um, I don't know, just, just thinking about it. it doesn't have going vegan, although if someone's looking to do it and we've talked about um, some of the massive challenges and the, you know, how long it takes and, you know, it took you over five years and, you know, and I still struggle. I, st I started my process a while ago and I would only say I've been properly vegan for a month. Um, but I think, are there any um, changes, small and gradual changes that we think... Um, people our listeners could make to start that journey it doesn't have to be about veganism but also about vegetarianism and things like that i think one of the main things is learning to cook main courses that are vegan mm. and having a few in your repertoire and then you can build out from that because i think with meat or even making an omelette it's a very quick and convenient food and you have to kind of start by integrating these food they're often like for foods from different cultures as well like Indian food is really good all Asian cuisine generally is very good for making vegetarian options mm. and I think that by starting to cook more from different cultures you can kind of move away from a diet that is predicated often on meat and animal products mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely I would say as well like for people that are vegan vegetarian even people that are like just trying to reduce meat or just think differently about the way that they eat like just making it a habit to kind of think about where your food has come from not in a way to like make yourself feel bad but just to kind of appreciate how dependent we are not only on like the natural world but also on other humans all across the world mm. and just thinking more about that and changing our attitude to that can be really helpful I think yeah and as far as other little changes um I th so there's lots of brands who are, and especially with, with this month, who are kind of pumping out the vegan stuff. And I hope it does continue because there is obviously a market for it. But then there's also little things. Um, so um, I will shout out Superdrug as a, as a company Yay. because they have very cheap alternatives and all of their stuff is labelled and their own brand stuff, uh, most of it is vegan um if you know if it's all not tested on animals um so labeling makes such a difference so hugely I, I, again i'm not speaking as a vegan but as a celiac um when i grew up in france and i was celiac 
I mean, still, most French people don't really give a shit if you're celiac or not. It's really hard to have any dietary requirement in France. <laughs> no, but, like, even vegetarian. My dad lives in rural France, and, and the waiters just bring me, like, steamed vegetables. And they're like, look, isn't this what you love? Steamed vegetables. <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh, you just have no idea that there's variety in what I eat. Um, yeah, but they just don't label. Like, it's it's really rare to just, you know, even, like, and I go into a bakery and it says this cake is gluten free. I'm like, wow, they know what gluten is. It's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And I imagine with vegans, it's the same. Like they've actually thought about what I want to eat and what I don't want to eat and what I can eat. And they've told me. And it means that your suppliers are more aware of uh, the supply chain and you are as a result. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's such a joy as well when you go to the supermarket and something that you've ne- you haven't eaten for years because it's never been veggie or vegan. Like, there are these pasties that you can get in Sainsbury's and they're 90p and they have all these meat flavours and then they have this vegan one and it's a vegan in big letters and it's <laughs> delicious and it's just like this crumbly pastry and I haven't had a pasty in years and years and now I get them probably once a week. Yeah. I love pasties well, so even much. With Greg's yeah that just yeah. reminds me, I was like I can't believe we haven't mentioned the Greg sausage roll. <laughs> but yeah there's lots of different ways and there's of course so many resources online, there's YouTubers now who are doing their kind of vegan cooking shows so you can learn from them, there's some really good vegan cookbooks so there's all sorts of all sorts of resources and little swaps and things here and there. Um, so yeah that's um that's a very short and sweet uh, episode on veganism, unfortunately. Um, I will finish off by saying that you've been listening to Very Loose Women, live on Resonance 104.4 FM. Our podcast is, as Leo did mention, acast.com forward slash Very Loose Women. And we're on Apple and Google podcast apps. You can listen to our archive and don't forget to subscribe to never miss an episode. Um, this episode was produced by myself and co-produced by Leo, Flory and Nikki. Um, audio engineering was done by Sarah at Resonance. Um, thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on. It's been such a pleasure to have Thanks you on the me. show. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at BLW Radio. We're at BLW Radio on Instagram too. And we're on Facebook, of course. That's it for this episode. Until next time. Good night. Cheers. Bye. Bye.